0: Ryan, and welcome to the Jorik Fredrik Show. Thank you so much for your time. I first want to explain why I invited you to the show. Recently, I listened to the Edo Portal podcast with Andrew Huberman. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I am, yeah. And he had a quote that made me think of the way you work with your clients. I will read it for you so that maybe you are familiar with it. If we want to let the airflow into a room, we just have to open the window just like you did. We do not need to drive motion. We have to discover what is stopping it. Something is constantly holding, and when we remove this, immediately movement appears. And this is real deep movement. And that is also how I try to look at health, because to me, it is not about eating liver or the perfect biohack or supplement. It's about Looking at what your client, what your body needs at that exact moment, and yeah I hope that we can explore those stop about health in this conversation and For do you sure yeah, do you recognize those similarities in well, that, in that quote? Well I mean in,
1: in terms of what they uh, were saying, <laughs> I, I presume it's coming from his mouth, not Huberman's mouth but like yeah 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 from his was, mouth uh, yeah, yeah yeah no, that was Huberman or that was Edo Pinsale no that was saying Edo. that. Yeah, yeah. So again, that's someone coming from great awareness. So again, there's a quote from Osho. I think that's how you pronounce his name, like the, the meditative guru, basically. Which he he basically says that like the more mechanical you become, the less awareness that you have. And again, this can be like thinking, flowing, coherence. And again, that fundamentally underpins human physiology, essentially connected with the environment. And again it's just about embracing and looking at nature blowing with the system instead of like trying to fight or force because again it's based on principles of health which is fundamentally tied around with energy and organization or order so again everyone's very familiar with looking at kids as an example They they require a lot of energy they can actually eat a lot of glucose for this rapid producing or recycling of energy, that's like like, why glucose differs from fats. And there's some context in there, which maybe we explore in this conversation. But again, the kid has a copious amount of energy. You give them sugar or sweets, as an example, and they they go through the ceiling because they don't have the organization order to actually do anything with that energy as such. The brain hasn't really developed an understanding of energy utilization. And then obviously, as we get older, the opposite occurs where we have all the organization order, but we don't have the easy ability to produce energy within our mitochondria because the functionality of the cell sort of declines, but there's organization principles there. So again, this is about basically flowing with the our machinery within nature and not being too like, mechanical in setting like robots and treating our bodies like calorie and carry out machines. When in fact, we're fundamentally like electromagnetic in a sense. And yeah, I mean, crackery or what? Like, again, a textbook doesn't explain the... A textbook can not even tell you how to eat healthy. Like, What is healthy? Healthy is not a, a robotic thing. It's essentially a state, a moment in, in time. And the time is never static. It's always moving and flowing. So yeah, it fundamentally comes back down to that principle, what Ido was saying and how he moves. And how he's very much connected, how he's always typically outside, or whenever I see him, or back in the day, he was always outside and coherent and flowing within his body with that animal flow. Again, it's amazing to see the stuff he does. I think it's fantastic. And again, it's very much how a human should maybe he goes to the extreme end of that scale, but again, there's some principles which you can take away from that.
0: Interesting that you're saying that indeed. And I think it's creating the environment. Per person to achieve that state of flow. And exactly what you're saying that it's quite in the extreme because he is practicing the micro movements like you are doing with your clients, really zooming in with your blood tests and everything. But to first get healthy is to focus on the macro perspective, I believe. How do you think about that? Before we zoom in on health, (laughs) let's zoom out first and look at um, how did Ryan Carter come from grime in music (laughs) to being the heavyweight in the health industry (laughs) where we are right now? Could you elaborate on that more first?
1: Sure. I mean, it, it comes from a place of having nothing and no understanding of health having my perspective that I see right now. So the complete different, well completely different from how I was 10 years ago. No understanding of health or what what health or physiology is about and then losing my health which is where most people start with their health journey. It's they notice a shift, they're not thinking as clearly as they was, their digestion's a bit of a mess, maybe their libido's down etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's a state of losing something to appreciate, appreciate the value in something. So that that's how I started essentially is losing my health and what that meant to me. And then doing my best and trying to understand how to gain that back. And that led to me to needing to change my my job, what I was doing, change friends And my outlook on, on health and life basically, because they're university connected, and again, I also think work should be as well. And again, people will be like, oh, you, you just talk like you're, you can just easy, live an easy life in Central America or wherever I am. Well, again, like there's hard work and I actually didn't go to uni. Uh, I I didn't have abundance of money. I didn't have these opportunities. I actually just like grasped away and stu- like studied on myself, done done outside of the curriculum work of becoming a nutritional therapist or doing what I'm doing now to achieve what I'm be able to do and work backwards. So again, I didn't want to work in a city. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to be very free. I don't want to work all day. I don't need materialistic things. That, that drive, that requires me to be in an office and work my ass off. I don't need that. What I value the most, and again, everyone has a different value of things is I value my time and my daily routine. And again, it might not be like productive as some people see it, but for me, it's, it's, it's about that's where the value comes in with health and life. And again, there's, there's like ups and downs through that whole journey of governing myself and my health. Self-realizations, mistakes, learnings, you name it, experiencing it, things, experiencing things I wouldn't recommend most people to do, trial and error, constantly learning, reflecting, awareness, and building the reflection and the awareness is the big thing. Because if you don't have that from day one, like how the hell you know what you'd be doing? And again, even people say, okay, cool, test and guess. Well, that's the testing. That's the quantitative side. What about the qualitative side? What's the self-subjective? awareness here and again stop outsourcing yourself and go in feel these things feel like depression feel loneliness feel sadness things very important where now we're like we can be a bit hypochondriacs in a sort of way and like any moment of pain or when we get a fever or something we like trying to null it try to like like numb it straight away with i don't know vitamin c in the alternative world or slamming turmeric or let me just get an IV in and stuff like that, when in fact we should just actually fill these things and embrace it. I think that's the most important thing in my, anyone's journey or learnings is to, to really fill it and explore it. Just don't take things for granted. Be sceptic, be a sceptic, be sceptical and ask questions, basically. Because that's just shaping how you take your perspective. And everyone's perspective is different. Every coach, there's, there's a many many amazing coaches out there And again, they might achieve the same results, but the way they do that, the way they work with their clients is going to be very different. There's no right or wrong way, technically speaking, based on person's perspective and reality. And again, everyone's goals are different at the end of the day. So for example, if you're overweight and you just want to work on your body composition, again, there's a million ways of doing that and creating that. Again, if you achieve that goal, that is the value that you see it in. So again, it's just like removing the dogma, the bias, and, and really just seeing it in the client's or everyone's different perspective, because everyone see things, everyone see things very differently. So building this in, realizing that, but again, there's a, there's a, there is fundamentals to actually understanding how humans operate within like the, the organism within our blueprint as such, but this adaptive blueprint. Again, our psychology has a massive connection with our physiology fundamentally.
0: Seems like a whole process indeed. And when you talk about all the differences in humans and in health in general, and the whole process of achieving that from where you're coming from and where you are right now, can you see the similarities in how you grew up and how you treat your? clients right now looking at um changing friends changing environment changing your diet changing the way you work out it looks it it, to me it looks like you first have to remove a lot of things before you add to that process right
1: well yeah i mean it really depends on your experience in life and then how placid you really are for example a baby, a young child is very placid, like plastic, basically. It's very bendable. When you get older, you dig your heels in the ground a little bit more. You're like, I don't really want change. I don't want to do this differently. I like my routine. And again, we like, maybe with a similar age, but like my parents would be very, no, or like, I need to have like some bread or carb within our meal. Otherwise it's not really a true meal and and I feel hungry which is just like complete bullshit. But again, it's their perspective, but again, it's, it it's, it's getting the clients or people to be open-minded fundamentally. And even now me learning all the stuff that I learn and like learning before even this call for like the last hour and a half and even trying to learn Spanish at the moment is that it's very difficult to be open-minded. It's like when I'm trying to learn Spanish, I'm like, well, I can't be bothered. It's just too hard. I'm, why can't everyone else just speak English? What, what's <laughs> wrong with them? So, but again, it's just like, no, I, that's not the right approach, and that's not the out, right outlook. But, again, it's just like you need to be very adaptable, and adaptable in all senses with learning, with how you see the world, and engaging with people, communicating. But, that, again, that's that's key. It's key to our physiology with being, being able to adapt to stressors, whether that's training stimulus, whether that's going on, like, a low-carb, ketogenic sort of template. And again, not because it's good or bad, because again, it's a, it's a way of living and how humans thrived essentially. And it's about understanding that. So again, depending on what level you are, you might be completely against that because you've been listening to all the thing about, okay, it's all about calories in, calories out. But then if you go above that, you're like, okay, cool. There's actually a different free radical signal from using carbs versus fats as an example. Maybe there's actually a unique time and place for you actually using fat. Maybe there's something to do with age where it actually there's differences within age, with these proteins called uncoupling proteins, which changes how we use actual fuel substrate and and drive change and order. So again, it's just like being open is, is really allowing you to be the artist of your biology, basic, basically, and the artist of your life where you can create abundance, or again, you can create being the same person if you wish because you don't want change you don't want to expand reality and again it still comes back down to that principle we said at start happy with that they're happy to live in a box they go to work in a box to eat in a box to eat food from a, i mean eat food from a box to train in a box then again like that's them like why would you again why would you want to try to change someone who's happy to do that again that's their life Everyone has the right to do what they want to do. And I think that's a big thing to to understand. And again, you hear people out there trying to change the world. Again,
2: yeah, great. But like reality is, is that's not going to be really possible.
0: No, obviously health and happiness is different for everybody. But the common denominator in what you speak on, I feel like it's light. Quantum health, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, energy organization comes from the back of light,, water sorry, water, and magnetism, essentially. Now, the magnetism component's very complicated, and even I wouldn't know like they, 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 I understand it, but I wouldn't know the articulation and the minute details, essentially, because again, this is going down to physics. How it works, but again, everything is like spinning around in our biology, and it's a dipole. But again, it, it, it happens because we're made of a bunch of basically elements and they're colliding together. And again, they all have sort of spins within their electrons and they're all influenced by a magnetic sort of underpinning which is controlling how they spin. Okay, but again, like this is going to be a bit detailed, but again, fundamentally, mm-hmm. the light and water and the magnetism. And again this can go down into the micro level but it can also apply on the macro level as well okay so again it's understanding how one single mitochondrion not mitochondria because that's many mitochondrion is working and how it works then applying it on the biggest scale as well to see how all of the mitochondria in our cells and our biology is working so Like the light factor is is key. It's like the primordial setting of of how life started on this earth within the sunlight and -hmm. the changes of that sunlight intensity based on oxygen and carbon dioxide levels and other minor gases. And again, this dried growth and metabolism, basically. But again, the starting point is that light, without light, there's no order. But light also creates mass as well. Mm And again, mass is essentially energy. So this, this light is the fundamental starting point to a certain degree. But again, like water is there as well, because oxygen occurred from like the, like comes from water as well. So again, that all fundamentally these three things are underpinning each other and like three legs of a stool. So again, this, this applies within our, our mitochondria, basically. So again, when we produce energy, which most people know of as ATP, adenosine triphosphate and how we recycle that, etc. cetera. There's also a component of we actually induce light release, low level light as well. So we actually would release infrared light within our mitochondria, okay. We also produce high water there as well, hydrogen and oxygen. So again, that's key. And also we have like a, a rotary head spinning around and that produces this energy within our body or within the mitochondria. And anything that produces energy actually has a magnetic around. and this is just like one mitochondrion and then if we apply this to maybe a hundred maybe a thousand maybe a hundred thousand in some cells this is like this white water magnetism expanding out and then we apply this to an like an insect or an animal or a human we can actually see how this unfolds essentially
0: all right so to to fuel that process that you just described sun is the main source of that all right
1: well what how what's food food is a stored light
0: Mm -hmm. okay wait before we dive into that because i wrote that down as well let's break down the process of the of the sun the sun is as as the main energy source and how we can consume the sun in a most optimal way could you describe more how we can quote unquote use the sun during the day regarding to our circadian rhythm the differences in morning afternoon and evening because that's also yeah for
1: sure so so the light isn't the sun light is never the same when you get light indoors it generally is the same there's no variation within that the different times of the day And also depending where you are around the world, there's gonna be a different effect as well. The angles, the altitude, all these kind of variables. It's gonna be and even the weather, I would say, is also gonna be affecting how light and even pollution is gonna be affecting how light affects your biology, basically. And maybe you can apply that with non native EMF as well, or Wi Fi and all these technology devices as well around us because we have no understanding of them, but again there's some connection there so essentially like we're a sack of water okay we're a bag of water and water actually absorbs light tremendously well so again maybe if you've done sea swimming or swam in a lake or something you know that different times of year the water's at different temperature so again sunlight has a, a a modest effect on that temperature and maybe there's a delay of about a month depending on the the volume of that water and the depth of it to the temperature. So like it's essentially charging and like a black box radiator, essentially. So we're actually like getting energized and we're charging our water with this free energy source, photons and these electrons in the water, essentially the hydrogen, essentially the oxygen is, is getting excited. And again, this is again, heat. Essentially, it's, it's releasing heat energy. And again, this is occurring in your body as we're, we're, we're made up mostly of, of hydrogen and, or, or water essentially on a mass perspective, but even on a, an element perspective of hydrogen. So again, we're absorbing this. And again, we're also producing this, this light within our body as well from our metabolism. So typically how healthy someone is, they don't, have any, they don't typically have any heat issues with like getting cold essentially, or problems with overheating, with sweating too much. They become very thermo-regulated as such, regardless of where they, where they are, whether in Alaska or whether they're in like the Sahara desert, they can adapt very well. And it comes back down to the adaptive feedback loops, which occurs in, within biology. So again, we also have various molecules within our body or proteins prim- primarily, which, which actually absorb and get excited via the different photons coming on are uh, coming to the earth essentially. And again, that would be things like heme. That would be things such as hormones such as leptin, vitamin A derived hormones such as rhodopsin, melanopsin, essentially, which is why most people wear blue light blocking glasses now. Exactly. Such as Yeah, of course. But yeah. also things such as B twelve would be influenced, folates would be influenced. So B9 would be influenced by sunlight. There's a whole ray, even like those quote-unquote antioxidants. So those flavonoids would be influenced by sunlight, coffee, certain amino acids. So there's a there's a whole array of molecules, essentially, which is interacting with the environment based on light, and essentially getting excited, then dissipating that sort of energy and information back to the cell back to the brain based on the nervous system based on the, the plasma the blood again which is connective tissue based on the collagen the fascia and again there's a unique time of day of this brand operational things it's a bit like a conductor or i see the sunlight as a conductor but also the earth is with its negative charge as a conductor of like our bodies which is just the orchestra and again there's a Like that knows to go on or play at certain time in that note. There, everything is again that word coherence. Everything is flowing together within the system, because again the body's made of systems, not just one, and that's where the ideology of conventional medicine and even functional medicine to a certain degree how they separate issues. So again, there's people in the functional medicine world who think like they talk about like mitochondria like it's its own system. Well, it's not, it's in every system of the body. Or or there'd be gut gurus or the hormone person or the detox, I don't know, labeled Detox Debbie or something like that. And again, it doesn't really work like that. And even the the conventional world of like, you see your, your cardiologist, you see your endocrinologist, you see your ophthalmologist, you see all these specialists. Yeah. Again, the biology doesn't really well, physiology doesn't really work like that. And then again, they're all separated. You've got a dentist who again is working on your mouth, which is very much connected with your brain. And they don't even know anything about like nutrition. But what you're actually feeling your what you're putting into your mouth, how your teeth are actually designed to be chewing and being used. So again, it's an even dermatologist, again, they're very much separated, and this is the issue. And again, it comes back down to the audience. Listening to this is like taking even clients is taking ownership of your health. Again, no one tells you how to be healthy. No one gives you an instruction guidebook. your parents don't give you a guidebook. So again, it's about your experience and your learnings, your mistakes, where you actually make this manual yourself. And again, it's going to be variable based on what's gone on with your life. Has there been traumatic experiences which may be subject you to more protective mode around people, around experiences? Or are you going to be more dominant, as an example, because you had, I don't know, two outgoing older brothers and that, that drives up your masculine energy to, for competition as such? Or were you very close as a guy? Were you very close with your, your, your mom and your sisters? And you might be a bit more on your like feminine side of things. Again, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with these type of things. It's just like, this is how, especially when we're a child, mm-hmm. where like all these sort of inputs essentially is, is again in this sort of placid or plastic state within our nervous system and brain where we're being educated. And somewhat conditioned by things as well so again what our parents done what school teachers taught us what how our friends interact as an example like maybe all my friends are on their phone again like what am I going to do the likelihood of me being on my phone is going to be there as well maybe my friends smoke the likelihood of me smoking as well is going to go like it's going to go up so again there's all these sort of nuances which is shaping our life. But again, th- there's a key critical window when we're like becoming an adult of underpinning the underpinningness. And again, that fundamentally comes that down to this light component, which again as soon as we are implanted and the sperm and the egg cell comes together, this is actually the spark of life. Even when we're creating a new cell, mitosis essentially essentially this is a light release as well. So this is, like is
0: the light release?
1: Well, no, it's it's like a new cell. Like a, a new cell being created, essentially. But again, that's happening massively when we're fertilization essentially in the mother's fallopian tubes. I think I believe it's so correct me wrong, it's in the fallopian tubes where this implantation would would be occurring. And again, this, like that sperm, and there's images out there or films out there where you could see the sperm docking onto the egg cell, the oocyte. And again, like, bang, it latches on and then the, the egg cell closes and all the sperm basically die. Because as that that one sperm cell reaches it, I believe the oocyte sends out antibodies to kill out the other sperm or changes something within that plasma. And basically they all die and it's just one sperm and then suddenly it's like this light release. And again, light releases a occurring within our biology over time from like cell division, cell growth, cell injury, inflammation producing energy there's light release everywhere around us we just don't have the understanding and appreciation of it because of the like again the observer effect or the the quantum xeno effect essentially which we should basically be like we 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 don't have any understanding of it because we can't really see it we can't view it within like the newtonian way of of science it's more in a quantum sort of like what the hell's going on We we don't really understand it it's like this weirdness where basically a butterfly could be flapping its wings in South America and there could be a hurricane, as, and as a result of this, there could be a hurricane or an earthquake somewhere else in the world from that event of the butterfly. So again, it's like entanglement, how like we are one big ecosystem in the world with humans, with animals and like how our energy and our light releases and the whole affects us. And again, like when you go into a room where everyone depressed, you can feel this energy well again like these depressed people they're not releasing a great deal of light they're come to what suppress their light release again you go in a room full of the people of like high not high like high smoking but like who are living <laughs> who are high on life essentially and good energy <laughs> yeah well it could be both but again i don't think it would be but like they could be on high on life essentially yeah. and again you know that they got good light release and again this is like not explainable or viewable to our eyes but you know it's there when you just get a connection with someone you're like wow that person is really engaging and i like their energy and again that you only know that because that's based on your energy alone how you perceive that for example i would say i, I would have good health to a certain degree i i And again, I I would interact with a lot of people and I just know, yeah, they're like not on my wavelength. They're not, again, wavelength, they're not on my light. They're not on my light frequency, essentially. Again, that's fine. There's no judgment there. It is just what it is. I just don't vibe with them. And again, people would have different levels of that. And again, within our journey, fundamentally, when our redox, when our health, again, that one state of time, our subjective feeling of health improves, basically, We attract different people different people come into our life and different people go based off that so again the people i rolled around with when i was in like a grime mc uk rap Mm -hmm. fundamental basically it's going to be a lot different although maybe i'm in contact with like one or two people from from that rap group but again they're very different from me and the way i see the world and they they they, one's like one's very successful barber example and again he I, I talk to him and i like share a few things and he's like scratching his head like what the hell is ryan talking about here because he just doesn't get it because his level of understanding or his value of health or living is completely different for me and again that's cool there's no judgment there but again it is what it is uh, and again that's when we interact with our parents and we think we're talking to like a brick wall because you really are and relate they just don't yeah they just can't relate to what what you've been through and how you see the world Your light release is completely different, which is what we're, (laughs) what we started this, this, uh, this question about. So again, like Mm -hmm. light is being emitted from everywhere and it's a way of signaling as well. And this comes back down to like free radicals, how we produce energy. We produce energy from free radical releases as well. I mean, sorry, we produce energy and we also produce free radicals. How much that differs, different tissues, different ages. Depends on our quote-unquote antioxidant system. Depends on our oxygen tensions within our cell. Depends on our circadian biology, fundamentally, which underpins everything.
0: For the again, like, listener, by the way, could you elaborate a little bit about the function of free radicals for those that don't know?
1: Yeah, so it's essentially typically we'd want things in pairs. Okay, things work more co- coherent in pairs, although dynamically that never really happens. Okay. So there's never balance in this, in the body, essentially. Okay. But we strive for things being impaired, paired, sorry. And again, there's different systems and feedback loops which try to donate. So give an electron to balance that, or it could take away to balance it as well. Okay. So either or either. And a free radical is just a vacant space on a molecule or on something basically, a lipid, a protein, a glucose molecule or something like that, or a glucose chain. And again, that would, or even a, like a vitamin as such, because again, there's we oxidize vitamins. But again, that would be a free radical. And again, it was proclaimed that it that's the devil, that's what causes, causes aging. And again, like that's when like the free radical theory comes along and like mega, like taking vitamin E, vitamin C, et cetera, et cetera, because quote unquote, they're antioxidants, they have a free to give, to donate. Yeah, again, the theory doesn't really work like that because again, everything is based on feedback systems within within the body. And again, you can't just add in vitamin C and think that just solves the problem because vitamin C is also going to be interacting with vitamin E vitamin E is going to be interacting with glutathione. Glutathione is going to be reacting with CoQ10 or ubiquinol. Ubiquinol is going to be acting with alpha-lipoic acid. And again, within that, then you have cycles such as NADPH. You have NAD, NADH. And you have other ones like glutathione peroxidase. You have glutathione reductase, except superoxide dismutase, biopterin. Then you go to like the methylation cycle. So again, there's like there's various like COGS And again, this is just in like, we're talking about one single cell here. And again, it's very cogs in the machinery here. And again, it's back to that water. We can bring it back to that water. Like all this, all these things are all happening within water. And water is like the biggest depository of free energy, basically. Because again, like we can actually get free electrons from the water. Uh, uh, Like not electrons, but again, we can, we can change how we're, we're sort of donating electrons within, within water, essentially, and how this is actually working with electricity in the body from things such as grounding. But again, even free radicals, they release heat. They release light. And again, this is a way of signaling so then the body knows what's up. An example would be is like you know, knock your elbow on the wall and then, like again, that's gonna hurt. You might notice a bit swelling. You might notice more heat coming to that tissue. That's good that's telling your immune cells, there's an injury. Go to the scene of the crime, do your thing, platelets come, all these sort of cell types come to, to mitigate this, to deal with the problem. And again, that's causing swelling, heat, there's maybe some antibodies being produced as an example, if there's an infection there. But again, this is done from light release at a point of injury in the, in the tissue And this is not a bad thing. This is actually how we adapt. So again, when when we try to change that too much, when we take like paracetamols as an example, we're sort of augmenting that. And again, that's actually changing our pain reception. We're now actually removing how we feel. We're not feeling that pain. We're not actually allowing for that pro-oxidant stimulus, that short-term acute inflammation to take up. And this is the issue essentially in like modern living, we're just dealing with like chronic low grade inflammation, which never turns off, which is the problem. So again, we want acute inflammation. We want to handle that. You get a virus, great, you deal with it. You, you Again, your body should have the capacity to deal with it. Uh, however, the low grade issue is where we see dysregulation within the system, within the brain, within the nervous system, within the receptors, within like how, how energy is working. Basically again, we go backwards within suppression. And again, this long-term can lead to things such as like cancer as, as an example, or autoimmunity where we get stuck and we get into this sort of, sort of primordial state of how we produce energy, which again is, is not to do with is, which is again, is, is rapidly growing, which is rapidly dividing a cancer state as such, and the cell has lost that organization because the cell, that that tissue has gone able, and it changes its structure and its dynamics. It's now actually like its own organism as such within the body. And again, it uses changes its cellular metabolism. And again, that's, that's, that's okay. It is what it is. And again, it's very similar to actually how a kid grows. Kid grows is all about rapidly grow, growing. How quick does a, grow, a kid grow up until it's like 18 or 21? And again, this is the same thing within like cancer, but cancer just being one tissue. Within a kid, it's slightly more organized, but cancer has lost the organization, but it's still utilizing the energy perspective of like a, a young adult. And again, it, it comes back down to how like the mitochondria are working within there. And again, as, uh, again, it's going back to the isolation effect it's not just one thing it's not just like cancer biology it's like the whole thing it's like to do with immunity it's to do with circulatory system it's connective tissue it's everything
0: basically that's that's the theory on light (laughs) there's a lot of there's a lot happening in the in the micro perspective and i can imagine that not of all of the listeners had that knowledge until now <laughs> so thank you for that and if we take that to a little bit to a more macro perspective to keep it a bit practical for the listener because i can imagine that one might not wake up and think okay how am i going to improve my atp processing today how how can you from the moment to you to you wake up during the day and until you go to bed, when it comes to light, how can you uh, influence that process?
1: Yeah, I mean, you said ATP, like it's not all about ATP production.
0: No, I know, I, I was just picking one, one yeah, yeah, of no, the so, many, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so, again, it's about getting your brain to tell time better. Like I said, starts the conductor. And again, we do that with circadian biology. So telling time, we tell that because the human body is basically a decentralized solar panel with our skin, with our eyes, with our lungs, with our gut. And again, it's picking up light signals from outside. Technically speaking, the gut from the mouth to the anus is outside of our body, although it's internal, is technically outside of our body. The microbiome is on outside of our body, it's just internal. So, again, they release light. They release biophotonin. Could you
0: elaborate on that? Because that sounds foreign for people, (laughs) their anus and (laughs) gut microbiome. So, again, the
1: the, the mouth to the anus is a tube, essentially.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: So, I see it, me personally, and, again, I think I'm I'm right in this, although it's inside our body, it's still technically the outside, okay? So again, it's a bit like your skin. Your skin has bacteria. That's what on. I
0: wanted to say. Yeah, just like yeah, skin, so, you mean?
1: Yeah, and even like your nose to your lungs, that would technically be the outside of your body, in my opinion, as well.
0: Interesting. Okay? Yeah, I, I can although it's it just internal.
1: Explaining. And again, this is epithelial tissue. And again, there's barriers there. We have microbiota or microbi- a microbiome there. So an ecosystem of bacteria, viruses, yeasts, parasites sometimes, all these kind of things, they're like the, the sitting on top of this like mucus. But again, the circadian, we, we, we're picking up these light signals within these tissues, and then we're bringing them back to our second brain, the gut, or even our first brain, brain the brain, essentially. And light for the eyes is probably going to be the most powerful stimulus within that. Cold therapy could lightly overrule that to a certain degree, depending where you are, but this is going to be telling the conductor what time of day it is, and that is going to get basically how I say it with clients An analogy is like, you've got the old fashioned windable clocks that's winding up your timekeeper for the day. And again, when that is dialed in, pun intended, like that, that is You're going to allow your cellular machinery and programs of your physiology to work more efficient. And again, it's about efficiency in the system. It's not about energy in energy out again, on top of that, like adding more fuel into or adding more petrol, doing more, more, more miles in your car is devaluing your car. Essentially you're making it work harder instead of allowing it to appreciate on the law of conservation, basically. So again, being more efficient allows you to use less fuel. You don't have to be too concerned with eating all the time. And you can eat less essentially and live longer, but not like a maniac with calorie restriction or like diets out there, but just basically on the principle of how light fundamentally works in your biology. Like I said a minute ago, light is very different different times of the day and different where you are so where i am right now in abu dhabi is like now it's twelve twenty-two. so again it's like pretty warm it's not too warm but it's like 25 degrees and if i was outside and i am technically outside i'm not i'm not outside but i've got the window open so i'm interacting with sunlight i'm getting a signal for the light and this light actually with the uv present is actually telling my biology to to slow down actually use less or don't make as much ATP. And therefore I become a bit more conservative. What you see in the literature as well is people in sunlight, they eat less or they should eat less, depending if they're zoo animals or actually humans. So you eat less when you're in the sun, but also there's an effect with heat. Eat, you actually eat less. You have less preference with heat. Sorry, you have less preference with eating as well. That's, that's if your biology is working. And then maybe there's a lot of chaos or inflammation in your system. So that might not be working correctly as I described. And again, there's that nuances. But in the morning, that's when there's more abundance of the infrared spectrum with the the absence of UV light. There's more different spectrums of of the the rainbow coming through, primarily like red and infrared light. And again, this is actually allowing us to increase the ATP flux that you just described. There's no UVB or UVA to slow that down. There's abundance of energy coming in. Okay. And that's when we're making a lot of water. Okay. That's when we might have the tendency to be hungry and need to eat more things or break down fuel, as an example. So different fluxes during the day. But again, if you're if you're setting yourself up right, you would maximize that morning exposure. Bang. Getting a conductor. Winding up your clocks in your brain. That's going to be dictating everything else that's actually going to be improving essentially how you utilize electrolytes instead of worrying about taking copious amounts of electrolytes and stuff like that, or going crazy with like magnesium or stuff like that. Like how this, how that actually works is, is based on circadian biology, basically. And again, that, how you are actually being conservative and how your machinery is working instead of forcing something to do it, you're understanding how it's actually designed and should be worked with nature. So again, like everyone, every functional medicine, nutritionist I know or every guru out there will be like, okay, just slam magnesium supplement. That's the answer to everything because again, everyone's deficient. The soil's changed. Again, studies are slightly somewhat mixed in that. And, and even like the foods that these people promote, like the oxalate rich foods essentially. And again, like the magnesium in these foods are like piss poor anyway. Again, it's, it's like just adding more into something like I just said earlier, adding more fuel into something doesn't necessarily fix the problem. Why is the magnesium going? Well, again, if your actual organization's not working correctly, then again it's not going to be holding on all these sort of hydrophilic sort of water loving ions essentially. You're not holding water well within your cell. Okay? So basically mm-hmm. you're like pissing it out essentially. And maybe you might be doing more damage. Good, you never know. So, again, ideally, you'd be getting it from food in a common sense or rational approach. And, and like with that, it's like your biology be on So again, diamonds and wood are very similar. They're made from carbon. You put one in a fire, one decomposes into like ash, basically. And again, the other one stays the same. What's the difference? Is it's how it's made, the organisation the structure of the carbons. So again, this is like how your cells and mitochondria are working because they're very much like crystalline matrixes within that. So, so again, get, get, getting the circadian rhythm on point is actually optimizing how your mitochondria are fundamentally working. Primarily focusing first within your brain and your, and your nervous system, which is going to be influencing like, how you're using fats and handling oxygen within your body. And again, that's also, the blood's going through your eyes as well. Your brain is like the compound pharmacy of your body. For example, like the hypothalamus will be talking to the pituitary. The pituitary gland will be telling and instructing the thyroid, the adrenals, the, 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 um, the ovaries or the testes, essentially, to, 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 to make or not make on demand what the body needs based off light signals. Also based off what's going around internally in the body, in the gut, in the liver, glycogen status, all these kind of things. And then from there, really, the other things like food and movement come secondary to that. And again, obviously, your personal desires can overrule that. As an example, like if you want to put on a lot of muscle mass, again, yeah, it's going to require you to eat certain different foods for that. And again, that performance element doesn't equate to always optimal health. Or being lean doesn't always equate to optimal health. Having muscle mass doesn't always equate to like longevity as some gurus think it does.
0: Well, what I find interesting in that story about turning on everything at its right time is that I find it beautiful that everything in nature is already there and everything already has its balance. And you seem to approach it like that and to not drive anything towards health, but restore the balance so that the body does it itself. Like you said, with the magnesium, right? Is there a deficiency or is there a bad processing, right? That's what- Yeah, I, so, uh,
1: yeah? So again, it doesn't mean that like, Taking a magnesium supplement is the devil or not necessary in certain consequent times at times again based on obstacles or based on your personal goals But again fundamentally, I think I shared this on Twitter most magnesium issues Are the result of actually thinking that you need to eat glucose or carbohydrates all year round without the light signal basically stimulating or influencing how your body utilizes glucose or glycogen in the first place or insulin so again it always comes back down to light regarding that basically so again if you're trying to because like you want to bulk because you think that's great there's there's a cost to it because again you you are fluxing your body with a carbohydrate. getting that carbon with a hydrogen and some oxygen and that hydrogen is very unique it's not like the hydrogen your body makes, like I said earlier, from our metabolism. And again, that's gonna actually influence the water, sack of water, within your cell. And this is actually gonna be changing detailed answers, the kinetic isotope kinetic isotope effect of how enzymes are working. So again, magnesium's like most people see it and like open up a biology book, it's needed for like the pyruvate dehydrogenase enzyme, it's needed for the malate dehydrogenase, it's needed for the alpha ketoglucurate dehydrogenase enzyme, blah, 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 all these kind of things. But again, it's just like, well, if there's a lot of that carbohydrate there, that type of hydrogen from the carbohydrate there, we would need more magnesium. If there's a lot of issues within the cell, then of course, like we would need to drive up magnesium more to handle that because the cellular dynamics is not working appropriately, especially because of the light signals not there. And maybe even like before getting into that details, the circadian rhythm might not be there. Maybe this population is like on their phone before bed. Maybe they're not seeing or getting out for early light exposure. Maybe they don't even actually go outdoors. Again, I'm going to some gym called Oxygen Gym in Abu Dhabi. It's like one of the most famous bodybuilding gyms. And again, the goal is to get jacked. The goal is to be like a, a, a machine. And of course, they're, they're using substances to achieve that. But again, mm-hmm. for them being swollen, for them to induce hypertrophy is what they care about. You know, I would say probably being absent of sunlight <laughs> is one way of doing that a certain degree and being around blue light is a way to do that because you're going to be more hypertrophied but again that that goes to the point that like performance or goals don't always equate to more health and again someone with this sort of nuance understands that see that and can be like okay cool you're doing this and this is like what's going on here be wary or be mindful of that and how that works with that and actually see and, and understands how this all connects basically
0: interesting to see in, that when you want to achieve something that for example hypertrophy that it takes away from something else because it takes away its but, balance
1: well again it takes away stem cells as well so you you're depriving regeneration later on in life for short term goal in the in an age where you don't really need to induce massive amounts of hypertrophy. So again, you're robbing what's the what's the phrase? You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. like mm-hmm. robbing Paul to pay Peter. Whatever Peter. Whatever it whatever it is basically. <laughs> yeah. So again, that that's how it's working with that. And again, that's cool. It comes back to someone's goals. However, if longevity or living your life To a really good capacity, and seeing grandchildren, and not suffering with bone issues, cartilage issues, like you see with Ronnie Coleman or Honor Schwarzenegger, all these all these good people, or even like I see people in the gym, in in the oxygen gym, like washed up fifty year old bodybuilders walking around with knee wraps on and wraps everywhere. Like again, that's the price to pay from inducing this sort of ideology, essentially.
0: Would you help a client with? Certain goals, if they, of course, uh, yeah. Again, it's it's, yeah.
1: it's not my, again, like I'm there to serve. I don't have any judgment on other people's goals. All, all you're getting well, yeah, me is, is I'm I'm serving. I'm a serving someone's. I'm serving anybody's goals and issues. And again, all I do is just explain the options and the best approach. So again, I think two days ago I saw a client here in UAE and again, she was like, I couldn't do what we originally set out to do with the diet. It was just very hard for me to, 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 to keep up with what you asked. I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I have to have some bread. I have to have a quite a, a, a really healthy burger at nighttime. And again, like she was scared to tell me this, but again, it's just like, if she told me this, it would be actually better where we can work with it. We can re- work with her reality and have things in place to either improve what she's doing, not change it or or add something else in or do something differently, but to complement it, not change it. Because again, it's, it's about her. It's not about my beliefs. It's not about how I live my life. Again, oh, I would say I, my life is very different to how most people can live. And I actually have to understand that. And I do understand where people come from. Like, okay, it's very easy for you to say that when you're in Central America, Yes, it's true, but I don't tell everyone to live what, how I live or tell people to, to do what I do for the most part. But again, I do demonstrate like the most important principles, which most people should be attaining to. And again, even like going out, it's cold in the UK, blah, 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 all these kind of excuses. Like, can you talk to someone who's been doing this for like five years and been in the UK for basically all my life, subject myself to this. And of course, I understand that. I'm not ignorant. But again, they also don't see there's like two sides of the coin. It's not always pristine weather in Central America. Sometimes it rains for two days straight. And again, I will still be outside in the rain, in the wind, in the hurricane, or you name it, I will still be there. So again, it doesn't change this principle. Wherever I am, I'll still be doing these sort of things, essentially. But back to your point, it's like, yeah, again, A client wants to get jacked and put on a lot of muscle mass, of course, but again, they would actually just need to know there's a biological cost, cost to it. And again, it would require a lot of detail to actually understand the risks as well. Like blood values would change how we mitigate things. But again, it's, 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 as long as they're informed and empowered of it, then they can make appropriate decision. For example, you see a guy called like Derek from More Plates, More Dates. Again, a very smart person. Again, you can see the cost that he's made with his, and again, he's still making it now with how, like how he looks and how he lived previously with like steroids and the bodybuilding culture. He looks like fairly old. His hairlines were, like sort of receding. His face looks very, I'd say unhealthy to a certain degree. Or even like people like Paul Saladino who, again, have their uh, beliefs and think that everyone should be eating fruits now. When I mean, again, like you could just look and just see something's not quite right and all the golf posts continuously move because they're carrying the story of them to other people. So again, I, I embark on a low-carb diet, which I do think is more fundamental for most people to follow and should be living based on evolutionary biology and how the human body works again i wouldn't recommend that for everyone again to actually burn fat it's not as easy as some people make it out you don't just eat a cube of butter and like you burn it To, to burn fat beta oxidation is a complicated pathway and again it requires circadian biology to actually utilize it in the first place based on how that how that system works and again most people forget that or they don't actually understand that not all fats are created equal fat from extra virgin olive oil is actually going to be very safe fat from a coconut oil. So again, not everyone should be consuming coconut oil, especially people from the UK who listen to Dave Asprey of MCT oil. Again, it's actually inducing somewhat insulin resistance to a certain degree because of it its is. mechanism of action. Well, again, it could be because, again, it's a different mm-hmm. light signal. It's It's a saturated fat. And again, there's no issues with that, but it's a type of the type of saturated chain. Again, is not suited from the UK
0: environment. Mm-hmm. Well, probably be... not for the Netherlands as well. Then I'm from a, yeah. I'm from a... But again, it,
1: it, again, on the grand scheme of things, that may be a therapeutic thing to do. Is it gonna have maybe some antifungal effects, which capric acid can have? Maybe. So again, there's us taking a bit more of an informed decision or a clinical approach of saying, okay, is there, is there something there? Or maybe you're embarking on a ketogenic approach and you want to get some ketones in to mitigate sort of this X reaction, which sometimes comes from embarking on a low-carb diet.
2: Again, taking some mc 2 might be useful just to support that short-term. Or
1: that, that's primarily like understanding how these, These functional foods are working or diets are working. Not everyone should be ketogenic. Again, some people might not just like the taste of it. And again, adherence, behavior changes is is the key thing. Behavior underpins everything. So, again, I might know all this information. How does this actually apply to most people and how does this fit into their lives? Again, the grand scheme of things, what we just said is the whole thing about light is just like waking up in the morning, going outside as naked as possible getting light on your skin and then basically see how your day unfolds from there and what you can do and again I'd say like most people can actually just take light breaks throughout the whole day so of smoking breaks we take light breaks because again it's putting your skin back in the game you're downloading and going back in
0: yeah, I would definitely recommend light breaks, especially when you're in the office. But when you talk about like coconut oil or butter or stuff like that, that it might be something for you, but it might also not be something for you. How can people n- know? Because we, can't, we do not have, we don't, do not all have access to a Ryan Carter. Is it something because when I eat bread, I can instantly feel this is not for me. But when I consume like coconut oil that it feels that has more impact, but you can feel less if it works for you or not. Am I right or am I just not?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So again, that comes back down to what we said at start awareness. So how food makes you feel. How can you know if something's good for you or not? Again, I think a simple tool that most people can utilize is heart rate variability. And there are several apps out there, it doesn't really require an aura ring, but again, that could be a very useful tool to use, and seeing trends, how your biology, your nervous system is working, you can do also have other things such as breath holds, like your tolerance to going about oxygen will tell you a lot about your health as well, without having to do elaborate testing, also like your bowel movements show you a lot about your digestive capacity, the size, the shape, the color, the the amount, the frequency, the sun, that that can be a a decent thing to be engaging. Hunger in the morning, like I said, within that morning period will be pretty key. Libido for a guy waking up with like morning wood, could be a significant good thing to to be
2: mindful or have the awareness of. Maybe the same thing with a female.
0: Would you say that being hungry in the morning is a good thing for food in this case?
2: (laughs) Again, yeah, I I think, again, it's not,
1: okay, cool, I could eat, like, a prime rib with, like, loads of potatoes and stuff, but, yeah, I could probably eat something upon waking or a little bit of movement or doing
2: something light, then eat something. Because that that would be a a good thing to, to just establish.
1: It's not a bad thing to be hungry. In fact, like it, it's okay. And again, obviously, if you've been fasting for a long period of time, a bit like Pavlov's dog experiments, you might not actually get that hungry in the morning. That mechanisms might
2: might just not just be a bit quiet. So again, That can change, because again, we're creatures of habit as well. Um, uh, the again, reason and... I ask
0: is because most of the people are that are into fasting are into intermittent fasting and they are skipping their breakfast and then eating and eating, eating dinner. But I recently Uh, started to, yeah.
1: I would say it's like the backwards approach essentially. Again, depending on your health status, it it really depends on that. Again, if you begin also the functionality of your day, if you literally don't have time in the morning, maybe that might work with you. However, when we look at like studies around like blood glucose variables, having breakfast, it is actually superior for later in the day. Again, for actual muscle protein synthesis as well. Again, it's not like it's good or bad, it's just it is what it is. There's a functionality aspect to it as well. So, what's the purpose, what's the function we're trying, or what's the purpose we're trying to achieve with this if we want to have breakfast? How do you feel with having breakfast? Like I said, some people have been fasting for years. You tell them to eat breakfast and like they, they just want to regurgitate. It'd be horrible for them. So again, changing that might take some time. But from a spe- perspective of loading all your energy intake, and sometimes I have the habit of doing this as well, which I need to check in with myself and be better on, is like back-ending a lot of your your food at the end of a day. Too much so and again that's obviously going to keep you awake a little bit long it's going to be more taxing for digestion just that degree depending what time of the, in the evening that you do eat but again most people do have like commitments with work they don't have the opportunity to eat like early in the evening and sometimes that's like eight o'clock when their kids are like sleeping and stuff like that so where does this fit what can we do and just finding like, what's best serving them with their, with their reality and their goals?
0: So, yeah, th- th- again, it is circumstances make the decisions, right? And, well, they definitely, um, they
1: definitely influence it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I recently started because I always skip breakfast because it was convenient and because it felt fresh and because I worked out in the morning. But until recently I started with kipping dinner. Kipping dinner. The moment of eating at, 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 at night. So I, I do eat breakfast now and it, it works better for me at this moment. Maybe it's the time of day, maybe it's because of the season, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's an interesting experiment to see the differences in, in how the food influences the rest of the day, especially.
1: Yeah, exactly, like you just said, the experiment, and again, that's your own N equals one experiment, which doesn't transfer directly to what everybody else should be doing either.
0: Exactly, yeah. And you also said, because you also already mentioned carbs, and that you mainly eat fat. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's, there's context there. It's not like I avoid carbs. No, I know, I, I know.
0: But the main but focus yeah, this is, is, is on fats and protein, right?
1: As I said, I wouldn't go out my way to to go crazy with consuming copious amounts of fats. So again, the overarching premise would be proteins with fats inside, part of the animal basically, but mm-hmm. not just like chomping on like butter, a bolus of fat, like like just some fatty piece of like pure fat on the outside of a steak. I think that's just a bit redundant. If you look at wild animals, they don't have a lot of fat on their, on their bodies, essentially. So, there's, there's some questions around that, and again, ideally, I'd be using my own body fat. So, that would be actually inducing a bit of a calorie deficit sometimes, not all days, but some days, and, and leverage that, essentially. However, that requires a a good brain to be able to handle that, not eat all the time, a change in perspective, the ability to utilise fats in itself, and again the functionality of things, because social, social media with food everywhere, we're we're inundated with it. So again, it
2: takes a unique approach to be able to do that. And Embrace it essentially.
0: Interesting. And regarding the the food you just talked about, like animal protein, most of the time, I guess. Because you also talk a lot about ancestral wisdom when it comes to health. The the notorious topic diets, vegan diet, carnivore diet, I don't know, any other diet, but the ancestral way of eating contains a lot of animal protein, right?
2: it again really depends where you are I I
1: think there's 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 always been animal protein based on how we need nitrogen in our bodies or the nitrogen balance
2: or pull, and again that primarily comes from animals so the, the amount would just be dependent on where you find yourself your hunter skills
1: and again, when you go into a supermarket now, there's just copious amounts of protein everywhere. To catch an animal would have been very demanding. So there's there's context there. Like you always see fats everywhere. Fats would have been very precious, ancestrally speaking, depending where you are.
2: Yet we just have copious abundance of fats everywhere. Yet it's very energy dense. So. It's just understanding that to a certain degree, and again, the carbohydrates. There's, like I said,
1: they're a stored light. It doesn't make sense, common sense wise, but optimal health to be consuming carbohydrates in winter if you're in like the northern hemisphere. It, 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 you can't really explain it. Just because it's there in a supermarket doesn't mean that you should consume it. and transportation has changed or our modern technology or even the way we we cultivate food now has changed it and we're in abundance and even like certain plants now like broccoli like broccoli never looked like that it never was like slightly edible and then you can even apply it to like gluten-free paleo cookies and stuff like you would never see like almond flour or coconut flour or even oil like that it doesn't really make much sense in that. And even when you do go to the tropics and you see like these fruits, as an example, pineapple papaya, good luck to trying to find a natural or wild fruit that hasn't been half eaten via like ants and bugs or monkeys or mold basically before you even climb a tree to even get it. That's how like food really works with like carbs, fats, and protein. But again, I I really do believe that, yeah, plants, fats would have been seasonal and that would be more tropical based for the most part. You could throw in nuts there as well. But again, there would probably be an autumnal effect of those as well within like the Northern or Southern Hemisphere. But again, primarily it would have been like the animal fats that we would have consumed.
2: And again, the fear around like, okay, cool, that increases LDL. Again, that's not the full ticket because there's various... factors involved in why someone's ldl might be raised or why it might actually be low or
1: whatever the number is it's not a real true insight of like risk of, of problems per se it, it just lacks a little bit of detail and again it doesn't actually mean a bad thing if your ldl is raised anyway and some quote unquote saturated fats actually lower it but then when you put it down to the bigger picture is beef as an example like the monounsaturated fat that it does contain actually lowers LDL as well. It's not the most dominant fat in it. And even like the, the narrative of just eating two oily fish per day, like they say in the UK, mackerel, or salmon, like that's, that's pretty high in saturated fat to a certain degree, or what they promote, which is like farmed is okay and obviously that contains more saturated fat. There's, there's various like nuances within here, but again, it's like the, the, the overarching thing with nutrition Quite simply, for optimal health, would be to, to eat a local seasonal approach as much as possible. Leverage some functional foods that you enjoy, and again, everything should be just dialed in, essentially.
0: And how local should it be? You thought uh, you mentioned hemispheres. Does it have to be the same country, or like the same city, or?
1: Yeah, I mean, as local as you could probably realistically get. So farmers markets would be probably like the best option. And next to that would be like national, so country derived. Next to that would be like continent derived. However, like obviously farmers or at the agriculture industry has changed its methods with how they grow foods. So whether that's with pesticides or whether that's with greenhouses. Most people have no idea what's actually should be in season and what's not quite like example would be a client from israel which again this is in abundant in in abundance of plants based on being israel being abundance of plants yet they said that bananas are available all year round and are from israel again that's likely not true and she, they, they fail to realise that, yeah, the, the farmers are now manipulating it. So they put cover over the banana tree, driving the humidity and the temperature. So again, it's not really a real cultivated banana, how it should be from nature. It's been manipulated. And again, it's because of that light spectrum changing or the temperature's changing the growth of the plant. So again, there's this there's, there's, there's context with that. But again, ideally, like, I have like, Clients in the UK and I think citrus fruit is, is, is okay to, to, for some instance to get away with. However, there's lots of contexts like some people might not actually be able to get into a low-carb state. Maybe there's something going, going on with their gut, which is actually a defect and they can't utilize fats as an example. They can't digest them as well as we hope. So again, putting someone on like a high-fat or maybe even a high-protein diet because they've got ammonia issues, that is not going to be helpful or sulfur issues or histamine issues or maybe they're like a vegan and they're like eating crazy amounts of lectins or oxalates or fodmaps like fermentable carbohydrates maybe that's a problem as well so again the gut would have an interface between contexts with recommendations as well
0: and could you also test for histamine intolerances and stuff like that that was one of the questions of the listeners
1: You more more or less would know for intolerances. So, again, that would be picked up with how your body reacts with certain foods. Primarily, obviously, histamine-liberating or histamine-containing foods. And generally, if you notice response,
2: that would be a sign that there's something going on within your body. And that period, it would be best to obviously not add more... Of those foods in, in whilst you
1: realise how you can sort of drain or lower that bucket, which is like the the most common analogy applied to histamine intolerance, which is a bucket which is just overfilling.
0: Uh huh. So that would be a recommendation. I mean, we cannot avoid. Well, you can.
1: Well, you can. You can do a testing for it to show if there's actually an issue. Mm mm-hmm but again, like you could just use your own awareness instead of using or spending 200, 300 euros or something on testing. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you need to see if there's a genetic SNP in place? Maybe, maybe not. That won't be my first point of call. It would be like, okay, do I actually have a histamine issue? Let me try some histamine foods. Yeah. If there's a bad response, cut them out and then dig deeper. Why are you having a histamine issue?
2: What's actually going on there? And there's various processes to, to understand.
0: All right. And the same question I have for mold issues. I know that you had, some, had mold issues in the past as well. I know a lot of people who suffer from mold but are not aware that it is mold. Like they having fevers a lot or sniffing their nose all the time, or do not have the right energy during the day. Mold feels like a complex way of um, a problem to tackle because it can be in your house, but also in your food. And how do you make your body as healthy as possible to, to, to deal with the mold?
1: Well, there's mold and mycotoxins. They're two different things. So, the mold would be the actually growing organism typically in like a home on some wood or, or like you'll see it around. Now, that could be colonized within your body. Now, then the other byproduct of that would be mycotoxins, which is a spore released from the growing organism. That's typically what most people are dealing with and feeling the effects of mold toxicity. And in nature, mold is ubiquitous. It's, it's part of ecosystem and it really doesn't possess much threat, but because humans are now more inside, that's where we run into problems and where things like energy efficiency pops up with windows being double glazed, insulation, and there's no free flowing humidity and we have like create this sort of humidified environment for its growth to be rampant. And then that's coupled with poor human health which can't handle or process mycotoxins, which we can successfully detox, no problem whatsoever. Even it being in like trace amounts in coffee or chocolate, like people who go to the areas where, this, where the, that food's from, they know that these environments are moldy. It is just part of like the environment there. Yet yeah, there's no problems when these people have their moldy coffee or somewhat moldy coffee or moldy chocolate, because again, it's, it's, it's coded for within the environment. It's actually like, I see it as well in like food products or coffee. It's actually like a hormetic stressor that it actually induces. And actually, if you boil it down, that's what mycotoxins technically do is it turns on or upregulates sort of prooxidant reactions in your body for your, for your body to cope and do better and adapt to issue arises is when that machinery or mechanisms not working great or you've been predisposed to something or there's like psychological stress or etc etc there's down regulation or the feedback systems are not working so that's where you run into the problem or you're literally just like living and sleeping in a moldy environment and you're getting induced to it all the time which is the problem and then to get out of that problem again it's you're in a hole and you need to leverage things to get out of that hole. So fact that, that's really the issue. However, like when you go on like the alternative space is that when you force something it doesn't really always come out well, especially like the people I know in the scene who are practitioners. And again, they, they really do have poor health fundamentally. And. Again, they're forcing and trying too hard, or they think taking exogenous glutathione is gonna be the answer for their mold issue. And again, glutathione is really important in the cell, in the mitochondria, even outside of the cell. And again, it's, 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 it's a big understanding to play with how energy works within the body as well.
2: And again, when you're adding something in, what's the cost of that but again it's just understanding all these sort of details
1: to actually successfully a hill but also not not destroy the system as well or also the the problem around okay building identity things that like mold is like the issue and being scared of mold or food and like you can only drink mold free coffee it doesn't really work like that and again like <laughs> i actually had a call this morning from america a client who's like, oh, I need decaf coffee. I used to get it from like Dave Asprey and he would always talk about mold, mold-free to- uh, coffee. And I go, yeah, yeah, like there's, there's some truth to it. But also understand that Dave Asprey's from North America. Technically speaking, you shouldn't really be drinking coffee. And again, he's also making a large amount of money from that as well. And again, that's not to say that you shouldn't get it or there isn't concern. Like if you had a mold problem or a mycotoxin problem, maybe that'd be a wise move. Because you don't want to add more into sort of deca- decapitated system, but if you've got a healthy system, this is probably something not really to even worry about. But yet it just adds into that sort of fear, the fear box basically, which is what a good and a good word to say, a fear box of yeah, it's just another toxin to be scared of or whatever it is. He even made again, a
0: documentary about it.
1: Yeah. So again, but again, it's that's his reality. But again, the overarching thing is: is why is he drinking coffee in the first place? Again, like he, you should have decent health to combat mold issues to a certain degree.
2: And yeah, there might be some snips there. There might be some tougher circumstances, but again, it's, it, it doesn't really work like that.
0: So you should you should suggest that the emphasis should be more about working the on emphasis, the resilience than the emphasis
1: always. is yeah, the emphasis is always optimal health. Exactly. Optimal health is is the answer to everything.
0: And mold should not be the enemy, it should be
1: Well again, something. it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you should no. <laughs> go out your way and expose yourself to it. It no. just means that Again, it's a bit like the C nineteen virus. Is like, yeah? There's viruses that come through our history. Again, we're strong enough to handle it and adapt to it. It's the same thing with like mold or any passing bacteria in any like poor food hygiene standards. We should be basically be handle like handle it fine. But because optimal health is at play, because the energy and order in the system is great, it doesn't really defect us again it always comes back down to optimal health It's sort of like disease management and again this is the whole fundamental underpinning of health optimization. medicine I'm also qualified in is understanding it always comes back down to optimal health don't treat diseases we focus in on optimising health because that removes the diseases or imbalances in the first place it's always the answer understanding how to produce more energy or understanding like, not, not producing energy, but how energy by energetics works, how the systems work in a coherent manner, fixing that, and then literally all the symptomology, the issues, essentially disappear and vanish. That's the approach and not being sucked in with the fear, the identity, or going down to the isolated approach on functional
2: alternative medicine, whether it's medications or supplements to the extreme level
0: exactly so it comes back to where we started with everything flows already from itself and you just have to remove everything that stops the flow from happening even in optimal health to be more
2: efficient be more
1: efficient within your system exactly again there's there's an environmental effect of that Again, do you think it's more efficient to be working in a microwave city, never seeing sunlight? Or do you think it's more efficient to be more in touch with nature in a rural village with a few people living in?
0: I can tell, I can tell you where my preferences lie. <laughs> However, that's again, if, you're, if you enjoy
1: living life in that fast modern environment... That's your choice, essentially. Yeah. Or you made those choices a long time ago. And hopefully you can make some adjustments and changes now or in the near future because of, like, new information or new wisdom gathered. And, again, if you want to live that city life or being around loads of people and socializing every single day and drinking and fun and all that kind of craziness, again, you know, like I said, you, you, you can make your bed Essentially, and that's the way you you you, you go to sleep in in your made bed, in the bed that you made.
0: Well, if I I I want to live in in nature within one or two years, so uh, yeah, I definitely made my choice. I just have to make it happen before.
1: Exactly, just put some plan in place and
0: exactly make it happen. Exactly, something a colleague or an industry friend and that's quite sarcastic (laughs) i have to emphasize that lane norton well known said according to the laws of energy balance no foods are unhealthy some simply deliver more energy and should be consumed in smaller quantities and that was one of the seven truths all qualified nutrition professionals agree on according to him And I'd like to know no, no no foods
2: are good or bad so again like this is again so the overarching premise with that statement is that his his
1: his beliefs of health or what he's trying to say is based on weight maintenance or mass okay now again if your goal is that yeah that's a there's a bit of truth into what he's trying to say and again, if you want to enjoy yourself, all the pseudo man-made food, you, you can get away with a little bit as long as your mass is in check. Now, again, we'll see how Elaine Norton looks down the line. And again, like we can also use like the looks or the way other calorie balancing or tracking people are looking down the line with like how their health comes about are older but again the issue arises is that that's not equating for actually the, the minute details that not all food is all created equal like I said there's subtle differences in the isotope of hydrogen within carbohydrates and actually the processing of certain foods actually has a changing mass and again this is studied in like pigs which some of them were grown on like deteriorated depleted food some of them grown with added food and their changing mass and growth rates will actually change based purely on the difference of hydrogen, the isotope of hydrogen, one having a neutron, one having not. So again, this, this is the principle of like, okay, you can eat carbohydrates and maintain your weight or lose weight. Yeah, that's great based on just mass, mass essentially on, on your body weight. But again, what does this actually do fundamentally with efficiency? Again, this has no factor with how light enters the equation. Okay, it, it, it fundamentally, you can maintain mass and have crap health. It doesn't fundamentally explain for like entropy, which comes down to organization
2: within the system. That said, like, it, it's probably best to, again, if you are overweight as as
1: such, and overweight and your fat was unhealthy, again, not all fat is created equal, like we said previously, the type of fat in your adipose tissue or if it's visceral or subcutaneous would have a big effect in that mass as well. And how that might be burned or stored or influence your immunity, which again is gonna be a big contributor to inflammation, which again is associated with like risk of like, so 19 being a, an issue or other things tied to like longevity or, or other generations and insulin resistance down the line. Again, I think the thing of like there's no good or bad food is is again is a kind of like a cop out because you're protecting people's feelings, and again there there is superior foods to others again, I don't like to use good or bad word, but there there, there definitely is superior foods, more beneficial foods than others. goes without saying like. A person with half a brain realizes that. And again, if that was true, why doesn't Lay Norton eat bad food and see how his health and lifts, or however he values his life, goes from there? If he just ate, ate cookies because of the the, the the premise that he just put forward, and because it's not bad food, again, it doesn't really work like that. And even on the macronutrient level doesn't work like that. And again, you can break it down like the quality of amino acids in the food could have an influence on muscle protein synthesis, which he does probably care about. So again, I'm sure he wouldn't be eating a lot of like soy or legumes on that premise compared to eating whey protein or animal protein. Because again, not all food is created equal. It's a story about light, light release within
2: the cell. And again, like you can have good body composition and optimal health. But again, it's just harder to achieve it. You don't need to count calories. You don't need to understand the details that I'm
1: saying. You just need to actually have your brain working. Again, the signals going to the brain from from inflammation in the environment is going to be dictating how well you're going to be adapting to a a quote-unquote calorie deficit whether you know if it's a calorie deficit or not because you're not tracking is a, different, is a different question. But again, there's also social norms that you have to break from, like thinking that you need to eat all the time, or going to bed without dinner, or removing friends and environment, or being removing yourself from friends or environments, which causes you to go off track. Because again, like if it was that easy, why is everyone having a problem with, with this model of thinking? Again, I think Piers Morgan said <laughs> on a story yesterday, you just need to eat less and do more. Again, if it was that simple, why, why do humans struggle to do that? Because they don't really work like that. Again, like, this is based on like, metabolic studies. And then in the real world, it's slightly different. And again, you need to do things differently. That's when I don't always believe the overarching thing of like, ancestral evolution biology, because it's not in the real world that we are in today. You have to try different things.
2: You have to trick your brain. Again, you have to do things differently to how humans would have done things before.
1: And I think again you're you're treading on thin ice when you just use foods purely on the calorie premise. And again, I also think the same true when you go too over the top with nutrient density. Like I said earlier, nutrient density is not the be all and end all anyway. It is about the energy flux, energy flow within the system and again that's an open system but on a universal front is somewhat sort of closed so again there is some context of what he's saying that energy can't be created or destroyed but again the thing is you have to mitigate that energy going from your system and control for entropy because again when you lose that mass i.e body fat your brain doesn't really like to do that because it's just changing the organization and that's when you get relapses, when people lose the weight and then gain it back because that change is not good or is 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 the brain doesn't feel the brain's threatened because it's removed that sort of homostatic feedback loop from that homostatic sort of model. So that's when you have to really look in on biology of what's really dictating this to say that. It's like maybe some people like scratching their heads like, what the hell am I talking about? But again, again, it's it's complex to understand. And then again, maybe there's questions. Do you really want to be lean all year round? Do you want to be lean when you get older? Is actually being a little bit fluffy, actually healthy? There's there's, there's loads of questions there. But again, definitely, I think it's been a a wrong thing to say, like it's good or bad. I think you just need to be straight up and just say, look, like most man-made food is... Problematic. It's not. It's not sort of. What's the word? It's not again created by nature's unique
2: signals. It's been adulterated. So the information within that food is altered. So again, it's not controlled for. Therefore, your body's trying to control for it. Yeah, it's different. And again, even the the
1: literature around that. Oh yeah, artificial sweeteners and all this kind of stuff is is problematic? Well, with that, again, it's just looking on like studies, Newtonian sort of way of thinking about things cause and effect. doesn't really work like that. And again, even the studies that they're they're not really strong or they're not supported either way. And again, is artificial sugars and all this kind of stuff the devil? I don't think anyone really knows, but me personally, I don't eat it. I don't promote it. I don't think, I think there's probably maybe some biological cost with it. Do I think it's severe? No. Would I tell everyone to avoid them? No. Again, I don't think there's a reason to consume them personally, but if someone does want that, I would probably say it's better than obviously eating the full stuff or for stuff with the energy in. But that said, there's some nuances around that because, again, your brain's getting that signal, but then it's not getting the energy coming into the system. So that feedback mechanism I just described is altered. And I think even human actually pointed to some study around this where how you actually have this artificial sweetened beverage does make a difference. So I'm not, again... I think it was like away from a food, which was like beneficial effect. And then when with a food was different or something like that, I don't really remember. I don't really care to be honest with you. Cause again, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that important because again, it's all about not needing that, not needing that stimulation of this sweetened beverage because your biology at the end of the day doesn't really need it. It has enough from everything else going on within life that you don't really think much about nutrition at the end of the day, because your life is flowing on other things, which, provide you with more happiness and like more meaning essentially because again we're in a world of that everything is evolved around food and of course food is important but there's other things above this as well like having an engaging conversation for two hour hour and a half or something or whether it's just like having eye contact with your loved one or whether it's just like having sitting with yourself at a beach and just chilling watching the sunset like that's more enhancing than slowly focusing about, okay, when am I gonna eat next? What am I having for food? Again, that's the modern environment that we've created because again, we're dictating around like robots, panical things, this is how we started the conversation, instead of being in touch with ourselves. And then that's where you go to like the breatharians or people say they're breatharians, maybe slow, slightly eating some food, but again, eating very little, but doing very well. Or even vegans, they will be could be doing very well if they're really in touch with their environment as such, or living in a very good light environment where vegans maybe could be better and they don't have a premise of building massive muscles, muscle mass because their protein ubiquination cycles are very controlled for.
0: Interesting that like all of your answers all come down at it depends on the circumstances it depends on what you want to achieve, it, it depends on what your body needs yeah and uh, i'd say
1: probably lay norton's nutritionist recommended his, his they're a part of his own team any, anyway i presume so again he has nutritionists working for him or dietitians working with him mm-hmm. uh, to support his business and you have to remember this guy these people even me like i, I, I work with clients again, like like I said, I, I try to remove my bias. He's got his bias. Again, he's a very smart guy. I, I, I respect what he says. And again, it's good to listen to perspectives like that, that challenge you or give you insights about his unique client niche or population and how he sees or his clients see the world. So again, it's never like discredit what he's saying. Again, whether I like him or not, personally, I, I don't. I think he's a Uh, like a vile human being but again I respect him as a professional and again it's not the way I want to live my life but again some people want to live his life like live your life like that but again matter of fact that this narrative is actually not real life and is harder than what these people make out and even people like James Smith or like that like how come they look like balloons when they don't track calories or anything like that if it was that easy again it's, it's harder. Sure, again, you're, you're, you have energy in, energy out model, but that is actually changing daily depending on your needs. And again, you'll never really control for that. So again, you always be like you always have an energy expenditure. You would always have an energy income coming in. But again, like, how would you manage that with the various variations that we have within our health on binaural, seasonal variations. You don't. Humans are never controlled for that. Ever. And again, if you really think you're going to be tracking your calories or counting them or caring about losing weight when you're older, which gets harder, or depending on how many cycles you have of weight loss and cuts and bulks, again, you're not going to be doing that when you're you're older. You you wouldn't care. Your values will change when you're older. However, it does have some some value into understanding. For example, like I say this because I know because from experience of understanding, again, the potential energy of food, the calories of food. Again, when you're eating a whole food diet, I think you should be mindful that, yeah, butter, ribeye steaks, certain foods contain a lot of energy. Again, this is the, the narrative that some people on whole food diets have. I don't know why I'm losing weight. Well, again, you're probably eating copious amounts of nut butters, dark chocolate, your cheeses, dairy, and again, like you're on a raw milk craze and you're just necking raw milk and raw cheeses. Again, you, there's context there. So again, understanding the value of of that food, or understanding the value of yeah, understanding the energy potential of food is different. Different foods do different things. But bringing it back to like how you feel. And then just going from there, a bit like stabilizers on the bike, learning how to ride. And this is very valid for our modern environment where there's abundance of foods. It's going to change your outlook. It's going to change your choices. It's going to change your behavior, which is important in our modern day.
0: And, and that is exactly what I think about, a quote, from Lane and you the length of your answer shows, <laughs> I guess, because when science says something about health like he does, you see a lot of zeros and ones, zeros and ones. And I'm I'm not a scientist, obviously, but I feel like that science takes a small portion and exposes that to some sort of they like to draw a conclusion from a small portion of health, but but in in health and in life and in nature, I feel like context matters the most and I think sometimes that some statements in science about health lack context. Yeah, especially especially on on social
1: media because again, it's about extreme views which gain engagement and the more far-fetched your views are extremely hard, the more engaged audience you're going to get the more growth you're going to get on your page, I think everyone, yeah, yeah. for the most part, uses this to their advantage where you make like crazy statements like, OK, artificial sweeteners are the devil or just like some crazy thing like shaming someone for going on a diet and then just saying it's just all about calories. Again, like there's it's never like that from these extreme perspectives. Just, again, a bit of everything mixed in. But, again, to say that you could just eat anything and it just, like, go to zero and it wouldn't matter is just not how it works either.
2: Because energy has to go somewhere. You're either burning it or you're store
0: it. Exactly. Okay. To end this podcast with a practical note, what are your pillars for optimal health? regardless of light, of course.
2: <laughs> at, this, at this moment, I would say it's... Again, this is always moving and changing, adaptation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I would say it's
1: really breath and utilizing oxygen is the most fundamental thing, and appreciation of your breath and how you breathe. Thank you. Without breathing, the combustion of food, what we just discussed previously, makes zero difference because oxygen is actually what's driving that.
2: So, how you're breathing also affects your nervous system and how you're regulating it. The breath is really a big player. I would say, I
1: don't know how to classify it, but like passion, abundance, relationships. Whether that's with people or animals, it is really key as well. Being like you belong, in, not in like belonging to like a Facebook group, but really connected to a, a, a small group, a tribe. That's how humans socialized and flourished. That could be your family, that could be a small group of friends, that could be your partner, that could be a family, your own kids, Wh- whatever it is. I think that's very important to have some connectivity.
2: And yeah, it's going to have a multiple factorial effect with how that shapes your mind. Your you're part of belonging because again, loneliness is a driver for more mortality. Essentially, it's a big risk factor. Next up would
1: just be to be like immersed in nature in some shape or form. Again, time the details is irrelevant. Just do what you can, whether that's seeing it, whether that's grounding in it. Whether that's swimming in it, whether that's jumping in it, whatever
2: it is, just embrace it. Do your best that you can. How many did you ask for?
0: How many you can come up with? <laughs> okay, but let's let's stick to three. Uh, three is Good. Okay?
2: okay, so
1: that's three. We just done three.
0: Yes, three is very practical, I think.
1: So again, the the, the it'd be, breath, of breath, breath, connectivity
2: and nature
0: sounds perfect and
2: again you could probably do them all in one go
0: you can do breath work together outside so again
1: appreciating (laughs) your breath when you're walking up a hike with a group of friends and again it doesn't mean you need to sit around in a circle and meditate it can just be like you could just be actually moving and walking and then actually like just slowly breathing from your nose Doing breath holds. again, the way of you doing things can be very varied. Doesn't again, like being spiritual, has nothing to do with like meditating cross-legged.
0: Are you spiritual? I know it is a side note, but
1: (laughs) again, I I, I have no
2: clue. I don't know. I feel very in touch with myself. Very aware of myself. No, No. doesn't attract me.
0: Let's wrap it up. I'm very grateful for your time. I think I've learned a lot. The listeners learned a lot. It's time to go outside more often, (laughs) especially now. And uh, where can we and the people find you online?
1: My website, levite.com, L-I-V-E-V-I-T-A-E.com. I I have a newsletter, which most people can sign up from there. Twitter, Levite UK. (laughs) And Instagram, Levite. And again, if you want to drop me an email, you can. Hello at levite.com.
0: Sounds good. And I remember that you did a book club in the past.
1: That's paused at the moment. It's just a bit too much with my learning. So I just, I couldn't keep up with the, the organization and stuff from it. So just put it on pause for now. But maybe that will be happening when I'm back in Central America.
0: That's good. And will you be at the Health Optimization Summit in London this year?
1: I think I should be there. I am around eighty percent positive that I'll be there.
0: Eight or eighty.
1: Eighty percent positive. Eighty okay. out of hundred. Eighty okay. to ninety percent positive.
0: Sounds good. I had Tim at the Biohacker Meetup. At the, I host the Biohacker Meetup in the Netherlands. And yeah, Tim, I heard. Uh, He spoke at the. Yeah,
1: so, I saw I saw him there. I saw him share something about that. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it was. So long story short, thank you so much for your time, Ryan. I hope a lot of people will learn from you in the future. And until we meet again.
1: Yeah, maybe we meet in London. Okay. So take care. I'll, and I'll be there. Th- okay, awesome. Thank you, everyone else. And maybe we see each other in London. And I hope you enjoyed this. Don't worry if it went over your head a little bit on some of the stuff I said. Again, the practicality of things is again morning sunlight is key, driving the circadian rhythm, and again seasonal, local food, and just embrace Mother Nature in terms of like what what's going on, and not just thinking just to add more in when you want to just like quiet the system and actually bring it up, bring up your awareness around things, basically. Okay, That's over
0: and out. Thank you. <laughs>